Hello everybody and welcome to the Midnight Bradshaw, show number 58. We've made it past the big 50, show number 58. Now, I've got a very special guest with me in the studio and this show's been called The Phoenix Rising from the Ashes and you're going to find out why. And this is going to be a beautiful story. So I'm actually honoured to have Ilka in the studio with me. And Ilka is also the founder and owner of What's Loved Clothing Empire as well. So Ilka's got an amazing journey and an amazing story, and I'm really happy he's going to share it with us. So welcome to the show, Ilka. Hi. 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 So, Ilka, I always start off with how we met, and I know Paris. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's my son, yeah. 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 And Paris has actually done a couple of shows with me previously, and... I don't swear often, but we talked about it before, and I called him a cool motherfucker <laughs> yeah, because I hadn't known Paris that long. But um, lovely soul, beautiful lad, yeah. you know. And then, thank you. Paris mentioned about his dad, and I think that people associate with or are a product of their environment mm. as well, and associate with similar people. So when I met Paris, I thought he's going to have a lovely family. And he spoke very highly of his family as well, Paris. And he said he spends as much time as he can with them. And then you appeared, this ray of sunshine, Ilka. <laughs> now, thank you. People watching the show, visually Ilka, they're going to see you've you've got scars, mm-hmm. you know. And this is going to be part of your journey. And yeah. you tell us about this. But we'll just talk about what you do now as well, briefly, because we'll get to it at the end of the show. But you also now have a a women's Fashion wholesale retailer is that what? A wholesaler. Wholesaler. Wholesaler and manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's called What's Loved. What's Loved. Yeah. 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 Beautiful name, by the way. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I've had the privilege of actually been to the premises and seen it. it's a big, big place as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 big enough. Yeah, <laughs> and Willow said that when I mentioned the name, she says, "Oh, I know, I know them," and then she 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 has your clothes, <laughs> you know. So, uh, I'm. Not fashion conscious and not aware of these things, but people that are in the Manchester or even Northwest area would would know who you are, probably. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, we've got yeah. a prominent spot, so hopefully, yeah, yeah. You were born in Hackney, so we'll start at the beginning, Ilka. Mm-hmm. And you're born in Hackney, That's and right. you're you're just a little bit older than me, aren't you? I'm forty eight. That's right. Yes, I'm fifty now, unfortunately. Yeah, fifty. And very early on, I mean. How was it? Were you you're going to have memories of this? Maybe I don't know. Um, <clears throat> memories prior or prior prior to your accident. Uh, uh, so. Prior to the accident, I can't. To no. be honest, we can't remember a lot because no. uh, the accident happened at two years old. Yeah. So, yeah. and we talked about this offer before, and I wanted to make sure you you're happy. This show is going live on the 27th of January, which is the anniversary of your accident, isn't that's it? That's right. That's yeah. right, Patrick. Yeah. So go for it, Ilka. Tell us what happened. Um, we had a paraffin heater. Uh, there were the old bottles where you put them on the back of the paraffin heater. Yeah. Um, basically, they used to let out a lot of fumes. So it was left in the corridor and unfortunately it blew up. Um my brother was in the next door room with my mum and uh, my mum had a friend of hers as well. Yeah. Uh, basically, they all panicked, obviously, because it was just an explosion what happened in my bedroom and I was the only one in the bedroom. Uh, my so, mum... So the bottle's stored in your bedroom, is it? The the bottle the bottle was in the back of... You go... Because I'm 50, they, they were banned a couple of years after this accident yeah. anyway, so... There was a a bottle of uh, paraffin that you put in the back and you'd light it and it'd heat up the room. Right, got you. Yeah, Yeah. initially lit off paraffin fumes. Like I said, they were banned a couple of years after this accident. Uh, Basically, it blew up in my room. Mm. Uh, The lady who was supposed to pick me up, she panicked. My mum, the whole house was in basically in flames. It was like an explosion. My mum took my brother down uh, she collapsed. Uh, this lady got a little bit stuck where she was because the staircases, etc. The whole, the whole, like downwards was burning. Uh, obviously, the fire brigade came. Um, my mum was unconscious at the time. Were you the main casualty 
I was. The lady who was supposed to be helping me out uh, burnt her arm a little bit. Uh, she yeah. panicked. Yeah. Uh, the fire brigade pulled up the ladder up against the um, the window, and basically she left me behind. So the fire brigade thought that was everyone at the house. It was only when my mum regained her consciousness that my mum started saying, baby, baby, trying yeah. to run back up the stairs. And that was the way that they were able to find me, took me straight to hospital. Yeah. Um, and you had, I think the figure was 90% burns, is that right? It was 90% burns, yeah. When I got to the hospital, I'd actually passed away. So they right. re, they re-revived me. Right. And thank God I'm still here today. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, 90% burns on the body. Obviously I was quite small, my arms, my back, as you can see, visually, my hands, yeah. one part of my leg. Yeah. Uh, as I was in the bed, I subconsciously rolled on my side and then rolled on my front. Yeah. Because my front's all right and one of my legs is all right. But the rest of it is severely burnt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, c I can't imagine going through that, you know, but as a child as well, I suppose one of the, I suppose there's no positives as such, but a child, you you heal and repair and grow quicker, mm -hmm. don't you? That's right, you know? yeah. I've always said the one thing I look at what happened to me, uh, I basically always say I'm happy it happened when it was young, when I was young, because I, I learned to adapt. Yeah, to use things, etc. I could do quite a lot with my hands. Now. Yeah. But if it happens later on in life, it's a bit more difficult to handle, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. think it's like anything. You when you get to a certain age, it's it's a lot harder. You say an old dog can't learn new tricks, but as a child, you you do adapt. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Then, in your notes, you said memories of hospital and yeah, from there onwards, Patrick. Um, I'm assuming you. You're having lots of operations yeah, back and forwards. I've, I've had about 35, 36 operations um, from two years old up until 13 years old. I was in and out of hospital all the time. Yeah. So I've been for three, four months, back out for three, four months. So I couldn't build up my school life neither. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, when you look at my early years, uh, when you look back at the reports, they weren't that that great, especially the English language. Yeah. Well, you, and that was that was because I was when at home. I'd speak. I wouldn't be speaking English as the first language. My mum and dad would be speaking Turkish, so I'll end up speaking Turkish with them. So I couldn't evaluate or adapt. Yeah, or, I mean, simply this: if you're not in school, um, you're not partaking in the lesson during hospital. Like you, you, you know, you're you're not going to learn as much, no, are you? No, you know, you know. No. It doesn't mean you're not highly intelligent, it just means you're not learning the yeah. required yeah. syllabus, yeah, this yeah, kind of yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. you know. So maybe tell us about your, your early school life and how was that, you know, because I know kids, it's a strange thing because some kids are completely open and, and accepting, but also kids can be quite cruel as well, can't they, you know? They can be. They don't mean to be. No. Uh, and obviously, when you're a kid yourself as you well, you don't. You, do. Yeah, you don't. You don't realise neither. You just. Yeah. You, you don't think it's bullying or anything like that. You just think somebody's being horrible. Yeah. So unfortunately, I've had to. There has been people who have tried to bully me. Now I do let it go on the odd occasion, leave it. But when it's persistent, then unfortunately. As a human being, yeah. I'm sure a lot of them they they deal with it. So I've had to always had to fight Patrick mm. to get any respect mm. in life. It's only when people see or they're a little bit scared of you that they stop the bullying or they stop the taking advantage of you. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. When you stand up to them, they then maybe start to respect you. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And realise actually, this this person's you know, despite what the preconceived ideas might be yeah. a strong person yeah, yeah you know they see like they think to yourself oh look at his hands or mm -hmm. he can't do anything he can't fight my dad at a very young age saw things obviously he sent me to a uh, martial arts school up until i was 11 years old to make sure i was prepared yeah what martial arts did you do tanks who do 
right yeah yeah okay and I think the doctor half prepared me because he prepared one of my gloves as a boxing glove. Didn't he? <laughs> so yeah, he must have yeah, he must yeah. have had a bit of insight as well <laughs> into something. Yeah. What made me laugh? We went through your show notes before, and there's. It can be quite fun for me because when I read about somebody's life, most of the guests that come on here, I have the. I'm very fortunate. I get to learn about them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and see about the journey. And one of the comments was Fanny in the park, mm-hmm. and. I didn't know what you meant by this at the time. And so I, you can see where I'm going with this anyway. I didn't know what it meant, but Fanny was a person. Fanny was a, a young girl. Well, she was about three years older than me at the time. And when we used to go to the park, when we used to live in Hackney, this was a, obviously, again, like I said, when I look back, I didn't see it as bullying, but I just saw it as someone just being a little bit horrible. So we'd go on the, the place, the swings, and obviously there'd be four on there. So... She'd push everyone and give them a little push, you know, you'd want to get higher on the swings, you know, mm-hmm. the, the playground swings. Yeah. But me, she'd push me so hard that I'd, I'd fall off and I'd realise that she wouldn't do it to anybody else except for me. Yeah. And they were all different colours and creeds, so it wasn't, it was just particularly down to me. And later on, other little incidents happened as well where, you know, she'd be yeah. horrible, she'd say, like, she called me Bernie, things like that. Do you understand yeah. I mean? But like I said, when you're younger, you don't really realise uh, these people are just trying to bully you or they've got maybe something wrong with them and it, they're trying to make somebody else feel bad because of whatever problems they've got in their yeah. mind. A lot of people that are bullies have been mistreated or bullied. Yeah. You know, yeah, and they repeat yeah. that cycle and pattern, don't they? That's right, you know, that's right. You know. It's the same with child abuse. A lot of child abusers, um, as terrible as that is, when you look into it quite often they were abused as well yeah yeah that's how that goes yeah Yeah. so something i'd just like to say when i spoke to paris and paris first suggested he said actually my dad would be up for doing a show and he's quite keen and he said talked about the title for the show being the phoenix from the ashes that's right showing that you know your life despite the trauma and things that happened where you are now and this beautiful human being that's been very successful as well. And on my arm is a tattoo of a phoenix, you know, and it says out of the darkness comes great strength. And I had that done about 10 years ago now I had it done. And then we both discussed it and there was lots of synchronicity and alignment. And I felt like after speaking to Paris, once we'd had this conversation, straight away I thought, yes, I really want to do yeah. this show, you yeah. know. I was really keen. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely my pleasure. (laughs) So then, Ilka, you talk about earning money when you were 12. Yeah, my dad always used to say to me that I have to use my brain rather than my hands because some things I'm not going to be able to do. So he always pushed me to try and be a solicitor, always go to law school, etc. But from a very young age, I wanted to be dependent on myself. I didn't rely on my dad and mum for money, etc. I wanted to prove that I could do things without yeah. anybody else. So obviously I, I first started a paper round. Then I started doing the local paper rounds. Then I had three, two brothers. So I thought, right, I'll, I'll get a couple of more rounds and get them a couple of trolleys and get them going down these two, three streets. Then I had yeah. one of my cousins coming and doing it. So I had about, when I was about 13, I had a team of four or five people who I was arranging to drop off the yellow, it was called the yellow advertiser at the time. Yeah. To, to this area, this street, etc., and then give them a, giving them a cut out of my money. So you were a conglomerate at an early age, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> International. I was, I was trying. Yeah, yeah. Trying, yeah. trying. I was the same. I had a paper round, and then I put cherries on cakes, and I sold double glazing, and I worked on a building site. Yeah. And these, and I, I worked in Comet as well, selling electrical goods. But yeah. I, I always had a job. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I had to go out and earn. You know, I wasn't self-sufficient because I yeah. lived at my parents until I'd finished college, but I needed to earn some money. I needed yeah, to have my own money. Yeah, of course. Thing, yeah, you know? yeah. That's good. Then you talk about, Ilka, rejection number one in your notes. And this is, so you're going out looking for work. I'm going out looking for work and I've been approved in the olden days. You'd send over CVs, etc., to people. Yeah. So I've come down to being the last two or three, I think, yeah, two or three candidates. And basically I was offered the job, but I was told that I had to wear gloves. Right. 
And I said, first of all, I can't, I ain't come across a glove that can fit my hands anyway. Yeah. And this especially making them. And secondly, I'm not going to be able to be comfortable. Yeah. With, and with and why should you have to? Uh, yeah. That's why I asked him, I yeah, said, well, yeah. why, why, why do I need to wear gloves? And he said to me, you're basically going to scare off my customers. Yeah. I know that's what they're thinking. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, so from there onwards, I decided that, you know, I had to obviously push on and do, do things, thing. more, do my own thing, but yeah, I, yeah. I kept going. Yeah, and eventually, yeah. I found my first job, which Marks and Spencer's work part-time. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. They were really good to me. The, I'll be honest with you, the best company yeah. that, you know. Was that in Manchester? Or no, that was in, that was in Walthamstow. Right, so you're yeah. still down south, yeah. I'm still down south, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I developed myself in Marks and Spencer's, moved my way up. Uh, they offered me a, a training management course, but I had in my, in my head, I had other plans. I didn't. I decided that somewhere along the line, I'm either going to get stopped or someone's going to pull me up. I might be all right with the people I'm, I'm working around myself at the moment. Yeah. But later on, I'm going to come across specific issues because I did have a issue, an issue or somebody had an issue with me at Marks and Spencer's as well. Right. One of the warehouse, one of the warehouse men, because the supervisor had a liking to me and was giving me extra, extra hours and right. always saying nice things about me. He started being a bit spiteful towards me, et cetera. Yeah. So I didn't want to take up their offer. If, yeah. uh, and that was it really. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Because you, so in a way he was, he was jealous of you, wasn't he? He, he was jealous. Of, yeah, you, yeah. Because you got, you were a nice person and you're getting a bit of special attention. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's all it was. Yeah. And it was yeah. like all the women, I don't know. They just they just liked me because I just, whatever they said, I'd done. Because you're a nice human being. Yeah, okay, so whatever fine. I said, I'd done, and I was pleasant to them, weren't rude to them. Mm. So, you yeah. know. The next part of your journey, Ilka, is wimpy. Now, I didn't when you when you said wimpy in your notes, I wasn't sure which wimpy you meant because there's a wimpy construction company. But <laughs> I was hoping, and I was right. It's the burger joint. That's right. Because yeah. wimpies used to be everywhere, didn't yeah. they? I, I mean. The likes of Paris and that probably won't remember, but when I was a kid, yeah. you know, there was wimpies. It was everywhere. They were lovely. Yeah, yeah. there was no McDonald's initially. No, no. It was wimpy. It was wimpy what first started, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable that it's changed. So tell us about the story with wimpy. Uh, I was having a wimpy, minding my own business, and basically there was a girl and a boy, but the boy was abusing this girl quite badly, right? Uh, verbally saying really horrible things. So I looked at the owner at the time, looked at his face a couple of times, realized he weren't actually doing anything. So I, I, had, to, I had to step in, uh, told the chap to, to leave the girl alone. I was chasing her number, but I didn't get it, unfortunately. She's <laughs> <laughs> the day, <laughs> But anyway, so I told, and obviously she was appreciative, et cetera, gave us a cuddle on. She went about her business. Yeah. I had to go at the, the wimpy owner and told him, what, what type of a man are you? you know, yeah, like, why didn't you, you do why something? Why didn't you do something? Yeah. It's your shop, your premises. They're both your customers. You can't allow things like that. Gave him a right scene too. But this chap I bumped into. The wimpy owner or the guy that was the wimpy owner. The wimpy owner. Yeah. And that story comes a, a little bit later because... I bumped into him at the time when I was in a different type of business. I was in the travel business. Right. Uh, and I approached, I approached um, airlines to stock their tickets on premises. You so, were a proper wheeler dealer, well, weren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can make money out of that. I'll do that. Before that, I used to sell cars. <laughs> there actually. you go. Yeah. Electrical, uh, yeah. electrical uh, stock. Yeah. We used to go to... Some people like yourself have a business mind, can turn it to anything. Yeah, You've got we try. that yeah. business yeah. mind. Yeah. 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 So I used to have a, a travel agency. So basically I went to the stockist of this airline called Honor Air. So I had to meet up with the owner. So I walked through the door and guess who's the owner? It's the wimpy guy. Same the guy, guy? Yeah, the same guy. He owns seven of those wimpies in that area. Right. Yeah, so he's quite wealthy. Anyway, so obviously at first instance, I'm a, a bit of a one in a, million face yeah. you didn't you didn't just tick off anybody in the wimpy or one of the people serving the burgers it's the guy that owns them all yeah, yeah. let's go to the top yeah actually. straight to the top so yeah that, uh, he obviously 
recognised me straight away and sat me down and he was really nice and in this way it was nice when you have 10 tickets that you take from the airline you've got to put a bond down yeah. and because he knew what type of character I was he didn't ask for no 10,000 bond off me which frees you up a lot to yeah, do of more course business it does, yeah. doesn't it yeah. so then from that moment onwards I just grew and grew and grew until unfortunately the travel business went on online yeah when it online when it went online that's when I switched back to over to to clothing again Ilka in your notes and what we did this time, which is quite unusual for me, when we go through the show notes, I usually have quite a bit of detail. So I already know where everything's going to go in the conversation. But with your show notes, we went through and I didn't. And we decided to leave it like that. I think it's quite good because it's what we're talking about is it's fresh, it's raw on camera and everything. So yeah. so I've no idea who Danielle is <laughs> in your show notes. So who's who's Danielle? When I left, when I was at senior school um, in Leighton, uh, there used to be a, a chap. I won't, I won't name him now, but he used to badly bully me, like, right. and he used to hide, hide behind a couple of tougher boys in the school or boys that I knew. So anyway, what happened was, is that once we left school, we, like, again, like I said, it was, it was on a bullying tirade, tirade with me. Anyway, so it upset me in such a way that. I felt like I, I needed to like, teach him a lesson. Yeah. So I went out looking for him and I come across him opposite the Wimpy in Gantill. Uh, Your stomping ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stomping ground. Yeah. And uh, two girls were leaning into his car. Now one of them was called Danielle. Yeah. And the other one was a friend. I forgot what her name was anyway. So honestly, I don't want to get into detail with what happened with the boy who was bullying me, but he got dealt with. Yeah. And then from there onwards, these girls here thought I was like a bad man superhero. Right, yeah. So they wanted to know me, came down the week, they told me to meet outside the 7-Eleven up in Gansill. So we met outside the 7-Eleven in Gansill. I took one of my mates down. Seven people there waiting for us. Why is there seven people waiting? Anyway, next week we come down, meet them at the Gansill. Eighteen people waiting for us. So on, so on. It got to a stage yeah. where we had like 150 people waiting for us outside the 7-Eleven. They were taking turns to come and sit in our car. <laughs> what, what were they doing? <laughs> <laughs> it was just, uh, I know, so I'm, I'm on this euphoria now thinking, what's going on here? Why, why are we so popular? Yeah. It was just the mentality. Like what it was is that because we was from Hackney, yeah, and like we just gone over, like me, I've just gone over to this boy and just smashed his head on the steering wheel mm -hmm. and turned to piss off out the area. Yeah, now they thought we was some superheroes and yeah. you know it was untouchable. So they were so. coming seeing you because uh, I don't know, like uh, respect. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I'm getting at. So what's happened? Yeah. Unfortunately, when I've looked at this whole process of meeting with you, Patrick. Yeah. I've just realised that over periods of time, the only way that I've had any respect or anybody getting to know me is by me having to do something a bit negative, which is a, a, a shame on the world, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's the only negative out of all of what I'm saying to you, really. Yeah. yeah. I think, for me, for a long time, I was, I was always the centre of attention at parties and stuff, and everybody knows I took a lot of drugs. But I also hurt a lot of people as well. And for that reason, you, you gain some kind of strange respect through yeah, that. And yeah, I was yeah. well known for that as yeah. well. Now I'd like to think that I'm known for a different reason, mm. you know, because, well, because I, I try and spread love everywhere I go. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I'm not bigging myself when up. You do. That. That's generally mm. what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I want I want to spread peace, love and joy. And, and yeah. I, I'm trying my best. Good. You know, so... That's what I want to be known for, not for all the things I've done before. You know, no, obviously, I mean, yeah. I can't change them either. It's it's part of my journey, and we talked about this before we did the show, that I'd have nothing to write about or I wouldn't be doing this show if I hadn't have been through all these experiences. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they're just lessons, you know. You, you learn, don't you? It is lessons, and like sometimes like everyone has their like down points and they get a little bit sad about relevant things. If they're, And I pull myself back up and say to myself, I'm here for a reason, so... Yeah, and if uh, the reason is trying to help a few people, who when they look in the mirror, to be honest with you, they've got nothing at all wrong with them. 
They should be picking themselves up and saying, do you know what? Let's fight today. I've yeah. got every angle going for me. Yeah, I've got no negatives about myself. Just because your makeup not, might not be right or your hair might not be right. That's not the issue. Yeah. Unfortunately, with kids as well, with social media and the media in general, I call them false idols. I write about them as well, where kids are trying to be like people and they don't realise right. those those pictures are airbrushed and they say everything's perfect yeah. and in Hollywood and they're not. Half of them are violent. They've got addiction problems. They're not nice people. Yeah. And so they're trying to be like these people and they're not, they're not even real. What they're portraying isn't real. And no. so they're already set up for failure because they're never going to match these people because they don't exist. Of course you know? they don't. Of course. And then because of media and how they promote, you know, models that are size zero and six stone and all yeah. this kind of thing, again, not really very realistic. There are those people exist, but that's that's not normal. Mm. And they're set up for failure before they even start. They're doomed for failure because yeah. Yeah. They've, they've got these impossible targets to achieve. And it's learning... I think really important for kids to learn acceptance and yeah. to be comfortable with who they are, you know. Well, what it is, is unfortunately, Patrick, there's a, a brainwashing program going from not just what a year or two years, it's been going on for 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. Let's be honest. And unfortunately, this is the state we're in now. Because yeah. what you're saying is 100% right, but whether somebody picks it up that way is a different story, do you understand? Mm. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of people who are healthy, Nothing wrong with them whatsoever, and but in their mind, they're not how they should be, or not how they've been programmed to be, and stuff. And and then comes depression and suicide, and 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 these emotions and feelings about not wanting to be here because of the pressures of society. And like you say, we're, it's learning. Hopefully, trying to spread the message that we're all beautiful and perfect. Of course, of course we are. You know, of course we are. Yeah. yeah. There's been times I've, I've, I've felt down. I've never said mm. to myself, I'll be honest with you, that is, uh, God help everyone, John. So, I mean, if they're in that type of situation where they feel like they've got to take mm. their life away. Mm. but I've, I've been suicidal uh, before. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. And thank God you're still here. I'm, I'm quite happy thank about Thank God it. I've met you. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite happy about it. The next part of your journey, Ilka, is college. And this, I'm assuming, is a, a good experience, a plus. Again, unfortunately... Patrick, um, just looking at, it was a good experience when I looked at it, but when I looked deeper into it, again, it's the same type of trend. Right. So I've gone into an area now, and I've done, I don't, I don't know anyone. I'm playing table tennis with some boy. Yeah. He starts taking the mickey out of me, <laughs> starts blabbering it on in this. Uh, See, if you knew me then, Ilka. I would have reacted violently towards him. Yeah, so I did, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it took a, a step where all of a sudden I go to to lunch, there's two, three girls waiting for me. <laughs> go down to the exit, there's a couple of other girls waiting for me yeah. or boys waiting for me or everyone wants to know you then. Yeah. Do you understand? But Do you can see why I misinterpreted Fanny in the park, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, college, where did you go? Which uh, I went to a college called Loughton College at the time. Right. I was, I was the only light brown person and there was this other brown person with me. So the whole school was white. They, they hadn't seen any brown people before, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously uh, there was that problem at the beginning and then obviously being a, a little bit different mm -hmm. than other people excluded me out of everyone <laughs> it was only like i said to a week in but nobody speak, spoke to me patrick they thought i was an alien right. and after eight nine days i'm playing like i said table tennis with somebody and, and from that moment onwards i became the most popular person in the college mm. everyone was inviting me here everyone invited me there which is yeah. good. I had a good time. Don't get me yeah. wrong. And we had a good time with the girls as well. But I think if I can have an honest conversation with you, okay, I think some people, um, not everybody, but some people, they're frightened of what they don't know. And yeah. if they see you, some people have to get to know you first. And then once they see what you're about, you know, they're not frightened. But I've, I've seen it with um, people before when it's some people aren't comfortable around people that are different, you know, and it, it takes 
them time. I embrace it. I actually love it. You know. Mm. Uh, you say that, Patrick, mm -hmm. but I go to Asian countries and I have people who look at me, but what they do is they, they stare at you in empathy. Yeah, so they come over and generally the first words that come out of their mouth is hope you're feeling better. What happened to you? Mm -hmm. Which you don't mind so much. Yeah. Well, I don't get that in, in Europe, to be honest with you, unfortunately, yeah. Patrick. I'm not... Like, I'll give you an example. Um, just three months ago, yeah. or four months ago, I was I went to get some change in a pub. So I went to use the hand sanitizer, and a chap just next to him, drunk, said, you're going to need a bit more than that, mate. I don't understand. <laughs> so, yeah, you wouldn't understand because you're not that way inclined, if you know what I mean. But right. So I, I put my hand underneath the sanitizer. Right. You see me put my hand underneath the sanitizer. Yeah. And as I've squeezed the sanitizer onto my hand, he's told me that I'm going to need a bit more than that. Right. Yeah. And his mate next to him is laughing and giggling. And then the other one's laughing and giggling. It makes now, me want to cry that. Now, it um, breaks my heart. Man. I'm in a situation where I've obviously like wronged my wife. And and this is recent as well. Yeah. yeah. This is like... Yeah. Well, you've got to just t remind yourself that some people are fucking stupid and ignorant and, and they don't know. I don't know. But... I, I say I'd never be violent again because I, 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 I'm proud of the fact that I don't do the things I used to do. But deep inside here somewhere, <clears throat> somewhere, I've just learned to manage it. But I, and I, I don't get angry. I, don't, I never raise my voice, nothing. But that... I'm a bit like that as well, Patrick. What is that? Previously, I, was, I, I wouldn't have cared if there was three, four, five people and what the consequences was going to be mm. of it. But... Hung around a little bit, feeling like angry, yeah, and then just pissed off out there. Because the the person it hurts the most is the person that's angry, isn't yeah, it? You know, yeah, it hurts yeah. you because yeah. I don't like feeling like it. Really mm. disturbs me. I don't like it. But I've had but Patrick, that makes that makes me. As Patrick, I, I won't go deeper into it. But I've had a few incidents like that. I've had, I've had another one in a couple of girls uh, in Manchester as well taking a picture of me. Mm. Yeah, I felt anyway. I just as I was walking past them, I felt something was going on. So I turned my head round, and they're taking pictures of me behind and laughing and giggling. Yeah. That, that's what that just happened six months ago as well, Patrick. Unfortunately, see, or two in this country, we're too brainwashed, yeah, to think that anybody who's good looking is a is a nice person. Full stop. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can. I know that's not true. <laughs> yeah. So. They could be nice people. I'm yeah. not saying they're not yeah. nice people. But, but that's not a benchmark. But, but that's, not a, that's not the benchmark. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I talk about this a lot. When you, if you're truly a spiritual person, then it's it's like with a female, for example, and somebody says, do you like a darker blonder? And mm -hmm. I can't answer that question because <laughs> when you're truly attracted to somebody's true nature, their inner self, their yeah. divine light, what comes from within, yeah. The physical appearance comes second every time. Yeah. And so if I fall in love with somebody, I fall in love with somebody. And what they are on the outside, it's completely random. Yeah, of course. There's no pattern. Of course. You know, small, tall, big, thin, whatever. There's no pattern because no. it's the inside, the bit that excites my brain, the, the true the nature. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the personality is exactly. soul. Yeah. soul. Um, yeah. I, yeah, like I said, my point was that I'm not violent now, but when you're telling me these stories, mm. I, I can feel it stirring me up, and I, 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 you know. Don't worry, he won't even realise something happened. Karma will get him anyway. That's the way I look at it. You understand? I don't need to deal with him. He, yeah. he can deal with himself. Yeah. These are the type of people you can't help anyway, Patrick. Yeah. It's it's learning to. And it's very difficult, but it's learning to rise above that and, and in a way almost feeling sorry for them, thinking of course, yeah. they've got yeah, a long yeah. way to go before, you know, they're, they're obviously lost in the matrix, the material beings, and they've just not got a grasp on what it's all about. Yeah, they're I do, like, don't get me wrong, like any, every human's got feelings at the end of the day, they're going to get down, when yeah. they're going to get, if they get hit or get told they're no, like, they don't look right, etc. cetera, this, that, and the other. So 
you've got to believe you are who you are mm. and believe in the higher power and, and try and fight it off, yeah. basically. So, Ilka, rejection number two. I have no idea what this no. is. It's in your show notes. So, uh, When I used to run the travel agency, I, was, I got quite popular yeah. with my voice. Believe it or not. Well, you've got a very gentle voice. I don't really like my own voice. I think a lot of people don't really like their own voice, really, when they hear it back to themselves. But yeah. I, and I was, not obviously, but back then, uh, we used to deal with a lot of bookings on the phone. So being the travel business, it was a lot of girls. So I ended up with a, a girl. Uh, she was all right. She was nice. She was young. Do you know what I mean? And before we was in love, Planned out we was getting married, etc. This, that, and the other. Went to mum and dad's ass. They thought we were friends at the beginning. When you're in a, a, a Turkish family's, I don't know, they they want you to. It's more arranged marriage than right. <laughs> but we got to know each other, etc. Anyway, when it came down to the to the point of tying the knot up and letting the families know. Obviously, my mum and dad was all right and over the moon with it. Yeah. So, so then the turn came to going to her mum and dad. Yeah. And basically, her mum and dad, dad pretended to have a heart attack. Couldn't believe what she was hearing. He pretended to have a heart attack? Yeah, he pretended to have a heart attack. So I collapsed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a dick, isn't he? <laughs> what was supposed to say? He's a dickhead. Yeah, he's gone on the floor, like, thinking, oh, I'm dying. How can my whatever daughter go with a bloke like that? Things like that, do you know what I mean? So to cut a long story short, basically, they didn't want their beautiful daughter marrying someone like me. It was their, was their answer. And it was hard, it was hard to take because... When you're younger, you think you're in love with someone, don't you? So obviously, yeah. you know, for a period of time after that, six, six, seven months, I was quite down and felt like quite rejected. Yeah. It was a bit hard to pick myself back up again. You know? it, it must be hard going through life and this cycle repeating where somebody can't see past your scars. Mm. You know, people yeah, that yeah. literally can't see past this. Well, mm. then, then they're stupid, aren't they? You know, and they... they and, and unfortunately, age is not, not no no guide for this. You know, somebody can be sixty or seventy and still haven't figured out the no, basics I mean, of being a human being. The chap in the pub I was telling you about must have been about forty, forty-five. So, yeah, there's no yeah age different. It, and and people don't think either. Uh, a remark, just a remark, can cause so much pain mm -hmm. and hurt. You know, I, I, it's not really comparable to what you're telling me but when I started doing this I've had a couple of sort of I don't know if you call them trolls right? but people didn't put very nice things yeah. about me and I've realised now it doesn't bother me anymore because it's part of my journey and I think when you when you're doing something and you're doing it quite well there's going to be people that Legends. don't like it and rather than some people if if you're excelling at something or you even just if you're happy they try and bring you back down. Of course they do, yeah. You know? And so I had some really not very nice comments put on about me. And the first couple of times, it was really upsetting, you mm. know. And I thought, why Why would they do this and that? And now it doesn't bother me. But just something simple like that, a few comments, really upset me at first. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. I'm not, Patrick, I'm not going to lie to you and say to you that things haven't upset me. They have, mm. But what it is is that within myself, I build my own mechanism to fight things off and blank it off and tell it, myself that it... It isn't happening. No, it's not true. You know, and build myself back up with confidence again. Yeah. And I've never had any. You know, since my accident, nobody's really spoken to me about anything. I've never had anybody. What do you call it? Psychological help. Yeah. Yeah. From any establishment, not that I've requested it. And back in my era, maybe. It wasn't that frequently used anyway, yeah. you know, so uh, just with people who love love you, if you surround them around you yeah. and you believe in a higher power, then hopefully you'll see it all through. Learning something like when somebody says something that's very hurtful to think, you know what, <laughs> I feel sorry for you because clearly you, you can't see past this, 
you know yeah. so you you've got a long way to go and when when you're in that place you'll never really experience true love mm. you're never going to have a proper connection with another human being if you can't see past my body then then life's very shallow so that's that's their existence that's yeah. all they have yeah. Yeah. you know you've obviously had to learn to see that past i hope i've learned to see past that you know yeah. and i connect with somebody from what's inside yeah. the next part of your story this is where it's becoming a bit more current and we're moving on and you meet sam samantha your soulmate paris's mom mm -hmm. mother of khan <laughs> your your soulmate yeah. yeah yeah how did that happen well as i was saying when i was in the travel agency when that went into computerization uh i was looking after my dad's factory at the time doing their payroll so they were having some overmakes they were called chain store overmakes and i was going out selling them so one place i popped into <laughs> which was um uh, where sam worked it was in fontaine road trying to sell her this french connection over chain make anyway right. so from there um we developed uh, a relationship where we'd go out to lunch etc this that and the other yeah and then uh then we realized that we lived opposite each other so i lived in chingford she lived in chingford right she lived in a, a flat up 300 400 meters away from me so that's highly convenient isn't it <laughs> is that the universe corresponding to the nature yeah. of your song <laughs> <laughs> so from there we went to work together I went and picked her up, we went and worked, we went to the factories, picked up chain store over makes, and then from there onwards, we developed a relationship. We realized that, you know, she saw beyond everything for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, she did mention to me afterwards when I first came in that she thought I was coming to rob the place. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did have a long pony tail, pony ponytail then. Right. Well, See, this is a beautiful story because clearly Samantha sees you yeah. inside. Yeah. And when somebody does that, you then see the beauty in them. Yeah. So it perpetuates, you know, when you meet somebody that's connected on a different level and then you see the beauty in them also. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's we divine. Were, we, was, uh, like, we had a lot of things in common. For, like, we were both a bit broken. Do you know what I mean? Like, and we we connected up very quickly with everything, you know, yeah. with with the boys, with ourselves, with work, and we just grew and grew. And to be honest with you, our pockets grew and grew as well. Yeah. Uh, and over time, we we built up a, a fantastic relationship. Yeah, is yourself and Samantha both run the business together? Or is that your thing? The, I don't know. That's she comes in as well, but the majority she does. Yeah, she participates as well, but the majority yeah. is I, I do the, sure the bulk thing. of it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But she has helped me along the way as well, Patrick. You know, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we used to. But the the business side of things, the 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 retail and everything, it's it's in your blood, isn't it? Yeah, You've always yeah. done it. Always done it. I've always yeah. been. Yeah. I liked in your notes that you thought you were Philip Green, but you're more like <laughs> Del Boy and Rodney, and well, you're from Hackney as well, down that yeah, way, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. So. What it was is that um, before I met Samantha, Samantha I, I had a shop on a temporary let in an area called Chatham. So when I met Samantha for a, a year down the road after that, I'd said to her that I had a, a shop previous in this area called Chatham. I think like there's a, a, a proposition here where we can rent something on a temporary let. Should we go in there and see yeah. if we could do something of it? So the Del Boy side comes of this, Patrick. What it was is to bring people in, we used to stick speakers outside the shop. Yeah. And Sam and me, uh, every week, used to make a new tape. We used to do play and record. Do you remember the old? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we pressed the play and record, and she'd be shouting out things like, Oh, we don't pay VAT, we don't pay tax, come and get your discounts. This is. It sounds like the theme <laughs> tune to know. Yeah. No income tax, no VAT. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in, a, in a verbal, rather yeah. a song version of it. And we was ramshackled. Yeah. We had like people hearing these speakers coming in thinking, 
and we done well. Carry on with what you're saying, Oka, and you had you had the speakers outside your shop. That's right. Yeah. Well, the speakers outside our shop developed it. Within a year, we had four shops. Within three years, we had seven. And within five years, we had 15 shops. Wow. All, all around the M25, inside the M25, the London area. It was hard work. Yeah. But was it still Watts loved then, or was it a different it was name? It was called Million Dollar Babe. Right. That's, That's the name of the movie as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we had a bit of a problem with our name with a company called, with a company, I won't mention what the company is, because they had the name called Million Dollar. So we had to change our name and right. that's how we come about with What's Loved. And how did you think the name up, What's Loved? You know, sometimes a lot of things are instinct, but you do think to yourself, what is loved? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you have to think in your mind, what is loved? And what do you love? Mm. So it was a little bit thinking in that type of context, yeah. Yeah. I think for so many reasons, that name is, is perfect. Fits in, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. You talked about, Ilka, obstacles as you get older. And do you mean about your development? Do you mean physically? you mean with your business? Obstacles as you get older? Obstacles as I get older, a couple of the examples we touched on with the pub right yeah with a couple of girls that I was telling you about going forward I've where my scars are I should be uh, in the olden days when they do, used to do skin grafts mm. they used to take a, a big lump out of skin of from one part of your body which was good and move it to another place yeah. now those areas now especially one of my hips is causing me a problem right but Keeping regular exercise flexible. Hopefully, I should be all right with that. Yeah, but I know what I've read and I've I've met other people that have had skin grafts, and they take like shave, they get some skin off your thigh, for example, take a section of it. That's right. Um, but then where they take the skin from, you have to regularly stretch it and sometimes massage it as well. It massage it, it gets dry, very dry, it's yeah. quite, and then there's thin layers. Like on my hip, you can nearly see my hip. They're taking it off my hip. Yeah, they don't do that procedure now today, you know, Patrick. They take now, they take a little bit and grow it. Right. Uh, I'm talking back when mm. we was in 1973. I suppose the, the technology was a long way yeah, since yeah. then. So, if you're okay, Ilka, I know you don't want me to sing about your business too much, but tell us a bit about it. So, you're based in Cheatham Hill. Yeah. And it's a ladies' fashion wholesaler. That's right. Yeah. What's loved is the name. Yeah. Do you have many staff? Is it just that premises? Is there others? Tell us a bit about it. Uh, it's just that premises. We've yeah. got it's a big premises. Yeah, we've got six members of staff. Yeah. Uh, we were in London previously. Uh, we've still got a branch in London, but my brothers look after that now because right. I'm not there no more. I've, I've, I've transferred it over to them, that, that yeah. side of it. And it's dresses, things like this, uh, Pants? The, yeah, dresses, uh, jumpers, yeah. uh, trousers. Mm. Willow said she used to go to like a couple of quite fancy like boutique kind of shops. Yeah. And they used to sell, she said it was the pants. They, they had like quite unique, I don't know how you describe them because I, I don't know about well, fashion. Well, they're quite quirky. Yes, quirky <laughs> pants. <laughs> and But she said she used to buy these and she yeah. loved them and... Yeah. You know, there was only certain places you could get them. Yeah, we supply a lot of boutiques anyway around the Manchester area, up the north, uh, south. We've got about three and a half thousand boutiques that we supply wow. when when they're open. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of them are online now, so they're half doing business at the moment. But yeah, we've got a good clientele base. I suppose with everything that's going on now, you just it's just about survival, really. It's just ticking over. It is survival, yeah, and you know. Survival of the best. So, mm. well, it's all, it's all you've ever known. Yeah, surviving, isn't it? Yeah. So, I suppose yeah, if anybody can survive in this climate, in this industry, you can. And hopefully, everybody else can as well. Of course, um, everyone else yeah. has got the inner strength as well to survive and believe in themselves as well. Mm. You know, you just got to put in your mind, like you said, the biggest factor is the mind. Patrick. Yeah, yeah. If you put in your mind that you can do things and you can 
you're all right. You will be all right. I think most human beings do not really fully understand the potential and what they're capable of until they're put in a situation where they have to survive. You've been there, and so you're probably well aware that you've got gifts and that you... What you can do if you have to, if you put your mind to it. Of course, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that yet. You know, it's only when you're really tested that you sometimes you have to dig deep and you have to find, you know, what you're made of. Yeah, yeah. You know, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah. A couple of things I'll touch on, Ilka. Mm-hmm. One is you're a vegan. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been a vegan? Um, eight years now. Right. Years. I've been vegetarian. And then I went full vegan. Okay. Now I call myself, and there's a lady I know very well called Becky Jones, who's a, a health expert who's done some shows with me, and we, she coined the term a flexitarian, <laughs> which means you do what you like. <laughs> <laughs> and I eat fish all the time. I oh, fish yeah. most days. Right. And I very occasionally, very occasionally do have meat as well. Okay. But I do ultra running, so I do... I started off doing 50 mile races. I now do 100 mile races, and um, the aim is to get to the 215 mile race, but I'm not there yet. A lot of the races were cancelled this year. Well, but running. in doing that, yeah. Running, Patrick. Running, yeah. Really? In doing that, sometimes I have to consume a massive amount of food and protein. Yeah. And although, in theory, you can get it from lentils and pulses, yeah, yeah. It's, if you've got time, fine, but sometimes, you know, I eat meat. And I, I don't agree with it. I don't feel good about it, but I do. From I'm being honest about it. I do. Maybe once a month, I'll eat meat. You know. And Patrick, the main thing is for me is that what did you do used to do before? Eat meat two, three times a week, four Every times. Day. A week? Right then. So you've cut it down. So you're yeah. saving a few lives anyway. Yeah. But I went from being a full vegan for probably nearly a year to back to having meat occasionally yeah. as well. But, but there we go. But you. You're a vegan, and I, I think that says a lot about your character as well. Because as a Buddhist, we say all life is precious. All life. Yeah, I won't kill it? a fly. Yeah, you know, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I do eat meat occasionally, which yeah. I've not quite <laughs> found my balance with that. But don't worry, you'll get there. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. All life is important. Yeah. I had this conversation actually yesterday with somebody about some people. Say, look after your own first and this kind of thing. And I, I can't really get on board with that because I don't, it doesn't matter to me whether somebody's from Afghanistan, Israel, Mexico, America. It, it, all life is equal. Well, I don't value a, a British life any more than anybody else's. And, and, right. and I've been heavily criticised for that. And But I don't. It doesn't matter. A human being, it's irrelevant where they were born. Yeah. Look after your own is the human race. So you look after your own human race. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, there's only one race. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And the second thing, which we touched on briefly before the show, which you didn't know whether you wanted to really talk about this, but but I want you to, and I'd like you to mention it, is that you've done certain things with... You've been to an orphanage and you've done certain things with an yeah, orphanage. Yeah. Maybe, I know you don't want to talk about it too much and I don't want you to be uncomfortable, but it's part of your journey, so it's mm-hmm. relevant, and mm-hmm. I, I think it's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, we've been to a couple of orphanages, two, three orphanages. Uh, the, worst, the best way I look at giving charity is basically going to who needs it, asking them what they want, and going and buying it for them. Now, this orphanage, they needed nappies. The kids needed a bit of meat. So we was there to help them. Mm. I'm sure if you was around, Patrick, you would have helped them as well. I hope so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I do what I can. Yeah. I, I know you do. I, I don't go into detail about it, but I do what I can. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. Good. But uh, The long-term aim is, obviously, we've got four rescue dogs. For me, it's... It's about animals and children, you know. Um, yeah. I've tried to help humans before, but some of them are so damaged, unfortunately. Like, I'm not a professional to be able to direct them in the right way, medically, psychologically, you know. And sometimes it's better off starting someone who's raw, who's not got a lot of brainwashing going on in their yeah. mind, yeah. and hopefully developing them. Yeah. And that's the long-term aim. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fact that 
despite your journey and it's been beautiful in parts but also been traumatic in parts yeah. as well obviously that you still think there's people worse off than you and you you help people and and you you give when you can you know and i, I think that's it's another mark of the Human beings basically navigate with a compass that were programmed at school. And I say all careers advisors need careers advice because they tell you to go out and get the job that's going to make you the most money and that's going to get you the status and the power, etc. Yeah. We should navigate through life as human beings with this simple compass. Does this make me feel good and does it benefit other people? Your happiness and helping others are the only two things that matter. Well, that's right. Yeah. Everything else is that's bullshit. Right. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, most people don't figure that out until the... You know, a lot older. Of course, yeah. You know, um, when somebody's nice to me, when whoever's nice to me, I'm going to feel nice. Mm. But, you know, it's generally someone's horrible to somebody, they're not going to feel that good. But unfortunately, you are going to get people like that in the world. You know what I mean, Patrick? Yeah. But I'm I'm quite fortunate now because I don't encounter that many anymore. Yeah. Because I I think I say the frequency you display attracts the people in your day. When you emit peace and love, you're not giving. What you focus on, you feed and move towards it. And there's people that are very negative and they come and they want you to match their frequency. And mm -hmm. I tell you, do not resonate with them, right? You can help somebody. Each time you raise yourself up, invite somebody to come and see the view. Try and lift them up to your frequency. But don't lower yourself to their frequency. Yeah. And if you don't match that frequency and you don't resonate with that, you don't feed it. You're not giving them what they need. And so negative people will move away from you when you're emitting peace and love. And the other people that are emitting peace and love and joy and what are drawn towards you because yeah. you resonate. Yeah, yeah. And so just by being peaceful and trying to experience bliss, your cup overflows and you give out what you have inside. Mm -hmm. Wayne Dyer always said, if you squeeze an orange out, comes orange juice. If you go into a stressful situation and you're peaceful inside, you will have a peaceful response. If you go into a stressful situation and you're angry inside, mm -hmm. you'll have an That's angry right. response. Right. So your number one job, and it's not a selfish pursuit, this is... To help humanity, your number one job is to fix this. It's to feel good. Mm -hmm. It's to do what you love. And then you'll give that to everybody you meet as you go around in your day. That's right. You know? yep. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, Ilka. I am so happy you came on the show. I'm, I'm happy you came on. I'm, it's my pleasure to meet you. I think you're a beautiful human being. Thank you. I much. feel very lucky. To spend Me time too. with you, you shine, <laughs> and you. you are the reason. And we talked about this earlier. You are the reason I, I've done all of this. I feel like this is the point in my journey. You do things you don't really know why. You follow your heart, and then occasionally you come to this crossroads where things meet, and it all makes sense. This is it. This is why we do this show, and I, I'm, yeah, good. I'm happy. You are the reason. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you very the reason. much. I think people will watch this and you will change people's lives. They'll see this and they'll be inspired. And the whole point of my book was to show people what a mess my life was before. Mm -hmm. It's no good just saying everything's great. You've got to, you've got to tell people, you know, if it wasn't good, tell them about That's it. Right, Talk yeah. about everything. And then if things do get good... They can look at your journey, my journey in particular, and say, God, his life was a mess. Well, if he can do it, so of can course, I. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the whole point. Whenever I've like, I've come across any friends or family who are a little bit down, that is one of the first things I actually say to them. To be honest with you, Patrick, if I can do it, you can do it. Bingo. And nine times out of ten, it works. Maybe just tell us, Ilka, then, where are you going from here? What's your, what are your long-term goals? The long-term goals, as I've said before, for me, it's uh, children and animals. Hopefully, we've allocated some land in, in Turkey, which is about 20,000, 25,000 square foot. Uh, hoping to acquire that quite soon. Yeah. It's not that much. I don't think it's like millions. It wasn't millions. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's in a remote area of Turkey where the, the prices ain't too bad, yeah. uh, acre-wise. So, And we hope to put some type of a, an orphanage, animal sanctuary. And by doing this, hopefully I'm, with the assets that we've got at the moment, yeah. I'm hoping to sell them all up within the next couple of years. Right. And then use those assets to 
bring in some unfortunate kids who basically uh, ain't got their mums or dads or they've been left uh, stuck in orphanages. Um, I've tried, me and my wife when we were younger, we tried to adopt a, a kid, but yeah. we were stopped straight away. Patrick, there's so much red tape. First of all, she she was English, I was Turkish. That should um, have nothing they, to do with any of they, they see they yeah. they see me as disabled, so they, they just got knocked on the head straight away. So right. I told Sam that basically, long term wise, what we'll do, we'll we'll buy property, they build in time, and when the time is right, when the boys are looking after themselves and they're developed and they're ready for us to leave them, then we'll go and put this plan together. Well, hopefully they'll have their own education. They'll have uh, mental education, yeah. uh, meditation, etc., etc. Knowing how to look after animals, yeah. knowing how to love. The thing is, you have kids and you had animals in the same place as well. Yeah, that's that's like a that, that's perfect hev- for that's them, heaven yeah. heaven for me. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. I always believe like there's been times, Patrick, where you know you say to yourself. Like, what am I here for? And maybe you haven't, but I have. Mm. But I always yeah. said the higher powers always put me here for a reason, and there's a reason for me being here. And if that means helping children out or animals out, or trying to be an influence to people who are a little bit down over silly little things and mm. to prop themselves up and be positive, yeah. then that's that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Well, somebody's. I can see it now. Somebody's saying, "Oh, does my bum look big in this? And what about this? And oh, you know." <laughs> I've, I've got like hurry arms or whatever and you can go fuck off <laughs> 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 you know definitely. Yeah. yeah definitely yeah. so yeah. yeah when somebody sees somebody that's inspirational quite often they stop feeling sorry for themselves as yeah. well and they think yeah. do you know what Ilka did it Ilka's Ilka's had a rough ride and he's still riding the crest of the wave yeah. if he can do it I can do yeah. it yeah. Good. Yeah. Hope so. Thank you. Okay. Thanks very much. Thank you, mate. Thanks for watching, everybody. And I'm going to leave the show now with a few quotes from my book, but I'm going to read them to you. There's three that I think are relevant. The further down you start, the more remarkable your journey. That's by Midnight McBride. That's saying that If you're floating around on a cloud, but you've always been floating around on a cloud and everything's great, then that's fine. But to be truly remarkable, it's when you've you've overcome adversity and trauma and then you've had a successful life and found happiness and bliss and joy. If I could go back, would I do things differently? Yes, of course, I've evolved and grown. So do you regret anything? No, of course not. That's how I've evolved and grown. If I could go back and make different decisions, would I? Yes, because I have some wisdom now that I didn't have when I made those decisions. But do I have any regrets? Absolutely not, because that's how I gained the wisdom. So it's a paradox, really, but you can't change your past. All you can do is accept where you are and move forward. And the final quote is Henry David Thoreau. And again, it's in the book. If one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavours to live the life that he has imagined, he will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. That's just telling you when you follow your heart and your dreams and you believe in yourself and you keep moving forward, you will be surprised what you can achieve. Human beings have no idea of the full potential. You can watch this video podcast twice a week now. The shows are out every Monday and every Thursday. And we've finished with the back-to-front shows that we're going out every Saturday. We've done five of those. You can also get the audio podcast, which comes out three days later, on, I believe, 11 platforms now, which includes Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Pandora, many others. You can go to my website, midnightbride.com. You can buy the book on Amazon in Kindle format and in paperback in many of the places. You can also get the audio book on ACX, Audible, iTunes and others. You can catch the radio show every Monday night on Salford City Radio 94.4 FM, the Mind, Body and Spirit show. 
And you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and others. This has been Midnight My Bride. I hope you've enjoyed the show. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much to Ilka for coming to the studio. Shalom. Shalom.